Hey friends, I was on mute. (laughs) Welcome back to the Bite Size Podcast. I'm your host, Lorraine Michaels, and I can't wait to talk about um, what we're going to talk about today. It is something that is not necessarily light and and uh, fun and exciting. It's something that is pretty serious, but it is something that's very near and dear to my heart, and I have a passion for it. I talk about it in my coaching and my speaking. Um, I've been through it, so I, I I I know a lot about the subject, and I really want to help bring awareness around it, as well as help you if you're going through it or help you if you know someone who's going through it. And what we're going to talk about today is the importance of mental health awareness and the importance of anxiety and depression and the signs and symptoms. And I really hope that um, you would come with an open heart and an open mind and that maybe you can glean something from this and If you are going through it, this will give you hope. This will give you some practical advice. And if you know someone who is going through this, again, it'll give you some practical advice and maybe some guidance along the way of how to navigate this very serious, very tough situation with love and compassion, because that is my heart's desire. So um, I want to start with an understanding of mental illness. Um, the, the prevalence of the mental health and anxiety and depression is increasing um, drastically daily. And so I want to share some statistics with you um, that I've done some research. I've gotten um, articles and studies from John Hopkins University. I've looked and researched some incredible studies through other mental health websites, the national, uh, I can't remember the name of it. I will link the articles in the show notes, but about one in four adults suffer from a diagnosable mental health disorder in a given year. Women are actually twice as likely to suffer from a major depression They're twice as likely to suffer from it than men are. And of course, men absolutely do suffer from this as well. Right now, 21% of adults are experiencing at least one mental illness. So that's roughly 50 million people in America. 55% of adults with a mental illness have not received treatment. And that is staggering. That is scary because... I know what it's like to to suffer with anxiety and depression, and I know what it's like to not feel heard, not feel seen, and to be brushed off. So, and I also know that it takes an incredible amount of courage to step out and raise your hand and say, hey, I need some help. So I really hope that that number goes down with the increasing awareness of mental health. In 2020 alone, the U.S. had one death by suicide about every 11 minutes. That's crazy. I'm shaking my head right now. That is nuts. And for people ages 10 to 34, suicide is a leading cause of death, which we all know. We've seen and heard. I mean, I know I have personally have heard an increasing amount of suicide in young kids, like teenagers younger than 18. It is horrifying. 
And from April 2020 to 2021, over 100,000 individuals died from drug overdoses, which obviously we don't know if it was because of an attempted suicide, but one can only imagine. I really want to touch on the fact that mental illness can affect anyone. Prime example, first one that comes to my mind, Robin Williams. That blew everyone out of the water. This is a comedian, someone who's successful, married, has a family, and on the outside looks like they're living a fantastic life and they have a happy life. He's a comedian, for gosh sakes. Like, the guy is funny. He makes people laugh. One would never assume that he had a mental illness and was dying inside and, you know, come to find out he had other medical issues. But nonetheless, the man took his life. So it doesn't, you can't judge a book by its cover. You never know what someone is going through. And that's something that I, you know, I talk about also is in in everyday interactions, treating people with kindness because you have no idea what they are going through. And everybody has a story. Everybody has something that they're dealing with. So just because everything appears to be okay on the outside does not mean everything is okay on the inside. And the importance of reaching out and sharing with one another, you know, whether it be friends, family, a small group, a close person, close circle of friends, it's something that we're called to do. In Galatians 6.2, it says to carry one another's burdens. And in this way, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. So in other words, by sharing with other people what is going on, it, it allows us to, you know, share the burden. It, it opens that door for that conversation of, hey, me too. I mean, that was a movement for a while. Um, so, again, it takes an incredible amount of courage to raise your hand and say, I need help. Something's not right. So now I want to talk about the signs and communication with this. Common signs of mental illness that your loved ones might be experiencing or you might be noticing is the plain and simple depression. You notice that they aren't engaging how they used to engage or they're not doing the things that they used to love to do that excite them. They don't get out of bed. They don't shower. Their their personal hygiene goes down. The way that they speak Someone that might be positive all the time might be negative all the time or just a change in behavior, a change in the way they talk, their tonality, the things that they talk about. Again, just the lack of interest in anything or what used to light them up. That's Those are all signs. And the importance of having that open communication and being empathetic is huge. I know, I know a lot of times people don't know what to say. They don't know how to respond to this when they see this, this change. And sometimes the lack of empathy or the lack of self-awareness that the person seeing it, you know, hey, what's wrong with you? Guys, you got to be a little more gentle because when someone is going through 
these thoughts, these feelings, these emotions, the number one thing is what's wrong with me? There is something wrong with me. I am not right. You know deep inside that something's not right. And then you start feeling horrible about yourself because why aren't you happy? You know, why don't you like playing with your kids anymore or the things that you loved and enjoyed? Why don't you like it? What's wrong with me? And so already they're carrying this burden. And then for someone to not have that self-awareness of how to approach them can be, can make it worse. And I'm not saying this to condemn you or to say you're, you're a horrible person because obviously you care. You're noticing it and you're saying something, but I would like to bring the awareness to you of how you approach it, of how you open that door for communication. Because just as it's hard for them to talk about it, I understand that it's hard for you to approach them because you have no idea. You're not a doctor. And again, I want to preface that. I am not a doctor. I am not um, a psychologist by any means. I am just coming with my knowledge, my skills and experience from medicine as well as from living through this. So I am not a doctor. I'm going to go ahead and say that. But um, anyways, having that empathetic approach and being gentle with how you're talking to them. And one piece of advice I will tell you as someone who's been on a receiving end of it is the person who's talking to the person who's experiencing depression or, you know, this difficult time is not to say you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll get over it. Everything will be okay. Um, Because when you're in the deepest, darkest places, you don't think that. You don't, you don't, you're thinking, is this ever going to go away? And you start going to a dark place of, I'd be better off gone. So when you're met with, oh, you'll be fine, you don't believe it because you're in a place so deep, so dark, so um, alone and cold. When you hear that, you just brush it off and you're like, yeah, we'll see. So approach conversations with gentleness, with an open mind. And sometimes people don't want to talk about it. So just letting them know that you're there or just showing up and doing something kind and generous for them or getting them out of the house. Hey, let's go for a walk. Hey, let's go grab coffee and pulling them out of that so that they feel seen, so that they feel heard. Give them that opportunity to talk hey, I noticed you haven't been, you know, acting yourself lately. Is everything okay? I'm I'm here for you. I, I really care about you. And that's another thing is reassuring that person that they're cared about, that they're loved, that they're, people are there for them. I'm here for you. I, I, you know, let's get you the help that you need. There's plenty of options, you know, there's plenty of resources and there is, but a lot of the times when you're going through it and you are the person who's in the thick of it, you don't, you don't think of those things. You don't think of anything really. Um, and you kind of just want to give up on any, everything and just go day to day doing what you have to do. But anyways, as I was saying, being gentle 
Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. So be careful with your words because they will either build someone up or break someone down. And in that moment, when these people that are suffering from mental illness, they are very fragile. And I'm not saying to walk on eggshells and to treat them, you know, like a broken vessel. And I'm not saying any of that, just being gentle and being there for them, which leads me into offering support. Um, being a good listener, offering assistance, helping with the daily tasks that you know that they have to do somehow, you know, whatever that may be, if it's a mom helping with the kids, helping pick them up from school or, or making a meal for them, offering assistance somehow or just showing up for them. Cause I know a lot of times people don't take help. Um, cause there's been so many times where I've been on the other end and I'm like, Hey, what can I do for you? How can I help you? What, what do you need help with? And a lot of times people don't want to take help, but a lot of times if you just do it, they're so appreciative and sometimes they don't even know it, you know? Um, so being a good listener, um, and, and offering that help or just doing it would be huge. And emotional support and being present is a huge significance in, in this as well. You know, um, I can't stress enough the, the importance of community. I'm in a small group. I'm in two small groups now and I go to counseling. Um, I have, certain friends that I know I can text or call in, in any time. So having that community is important. If you are a person who suffers from, um, anxiety and depression, I really want you to hear that. And I know it's hard to reach out sometime, but it is so important to heck you can reach out to me. I definitely, if you message me, DM me, respond, put it in the comments. I don't care. I, my email is Lorraine at the bold com. Reach out to me if you are in need and you need help. I will get you the help that you need. Or if you need just a, a person to talk to, to bounce things off of, to vent to, I will be that person. I, I absolutely know the importance of it. Um, and another thing is education. Educating yourself around anxiety, depression, mental illness in, in any of the forms that they come in, it, and it helps. Obviously, not everybody's going to hear this podcast, right? Share it if you or you know someone who suffers from mental health illness, um, absolutely share it. But educating yourself, reading about how depression affects people, how anxiety affects people. Um, that is a, a huge part of it and it helps them in their journey when you're walking alongside with them in it. Romans twelve fifteen, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Sometimes we don't need a fixer. Sometimes we need a listener and sometimes we do need a fixer. Sometimes we need someone or an encourager to help pull you out of it. Hey, we'll get through this. 
come on, let's go do, let's go shop. Let's go get coffee. Let's go for a hike. Some of those things are just movement. I was talking about this. I posted about this or well, depending on when this airs, I have already posted about it, but movement is power. When you move your body, you move your mood, you shift your mood. So getting out of the house, hiking, grounding, I am a huge proponent. I'm already diving into the next section. So self-care is the next section that I wanted to talk about. Hiking, grounding yourself, putting your bare feet on the earth has incredible healing powers. It helps center you. It helps It helps with anxiety and depression. Hiking, doing those things that you love. So I understand if you are the person who is suffering from mental illness, you're not going to want to do it. But having those people in your corner who are going to call you, who are going to get you out. I don't want to say call you out, but get you out of the house and doing those things that are going to move your mood, that is going to lift your mood, lift your spirits, whatever that may be. Those persons, those people close to you know what lights you up and know what you like, right? So um, being that good friend and knowing and recognizing the signs and symptoms and helping them. I mean, this all ties in together. When you educate yourself and you know you're a good friend and you're open and you're empathetic and you're willing to help and you, you do these things to help this person with self-care practices, it's huge. Another thing is setting healthy boundaries that can be for you, the individual, setting healthy boundaries to avoid burnout. I, that happened with me, you know, going, just going, 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 being a wife, being a mom, being a business owner and taking care of all the things and having my mom move in with me and, you know, before her car was here, I'm toting her around to appointments and interviews. So I'm trying to do all these things. And I broke with her. I was late. I was freaking late getting her to an interview. And I'm just like crying in the car. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I let you down. I feel the weight of the world right now. Like I'm just trying to be everyone's everything. And I can tell you what it is. Like I, I'm, I'm, just pulling myself out of this depression right now. And I'll tell you what I did. I reached out. I reached out to a counselor that I used to see because I was in a very dark place. I I just, I was in a very dark place. So I reached out to counselor. Counselor's practice is full. I reached out to someone else recommended a counselor. Her practice is full, but I'm on a waiting list. Like I reached out to my friends and family. Hey, I'm not doing okay pray for me. Hey, I'm not doing okay. Can we hang out? Like I've been through this before and I know these things. When you have huge life circumstances happening, um, we're dealing with a lot of trauma issues with my, my stepson and my mom moved in and my grandma died. And, you know, my business is like doing this crazy thing right now. My husband's wanting to step away from his business and change careers. All these things are piling up on me. And I'm just like, keep going, keep going, do what you're doing, do what you're doing. And, you know, slowly but surely, like 
my routine at the gym starts fading and I'm like, I'll get it in when I can get it in. I'll tell you the one thing though that stayed that stuck is my quiet time and grounding and, and then reaching out. And I can tell you, thank you for everyone who's been praying for me because I can feel it. I literally can feel it. The shift, the change, the behavior changed with my son. You know, my mom got a, a job offer. Um, I'm, I'm able to go back to California to see my family and to be there for my grandma's services. Like all these things started, I'm getting more opportunities with my business. So I don't know. I kind of just went off on a tangent there and we're getting close to the end of my podcast. Anyways, these strategies work. I know they work. They've worked for other people in my life and they've worked for me. Professionals have told me these strategies and I teach these strategies. I know they work. I'm going to give you another Bible verse, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Just like I said, I feel the prayers. I dove into my faith. I leaned on my sisters and I prayed like no other because Jesus hears us and he meets us where we are. So friend, by all means, professional help, I highly recommend. I highly recommend professional help even when things are okay because it's like maintenance on your car. You don't um, get your oil changed when your engine blows, right? You don't get a new car when your engine, well, you have to get a new car when your engine blows, but you don't get an oil change when your engine blows. You get an oil change as maintenance. You change your tires. You put in gas. You do all these things for your vehicle as maintenance so that your car runs appropriately and efficiently, right? Just like with us, we have to take care of ourselves with the appropriate amount of sleep, good nutrition, exercising, spending quiet time. I meditate, I listen to a certain kind of music to help me, I pray, Um, I'm in the word, I read the Bible, I do all these things, but seeking professional help has been a game changer. It's helped me through trauma, it's helped me maintain, and it's helped me remember and build my toolbox. So I really want to encourage you, or if you know someone um, to suggest it, if, if you need it, reach out if you need help finding, you know, some good therapists, but I will definitely provide some resources in the show notes, but there's no shame in getting professional help. None whatsoever. Like I said, it's maintenance. Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. I'm living proof of it. And there's plenty of other people that I know who are too. So guys, I hope this has been insightful. I hope this has been helpful. Again, I hope that um, you hear my heart in this, that uh, there's no judgment, no condemnation if you suffer from mental illness. I do too at times. I recognize the signs and symptoms. I recognize the triggers. I recognize the red flags and I get help. 
there's no shame in getting help and raising your hand and asking for help. And if you were someone who is on the other end of it and you see someone or know someone in your life that is going through this, I am not shaming you for the way that you have responded. I hope this has been educational and informational and maybe, you know, a little bit of an eye opener of a different way to approach it. Um, And if you don't like approaching it or you don't know what to say, I want to encourage you to lean into it. And I want to encourage you to, to be open and vulnerable with them and say, hey, I am really uncomfortable and I don't know what to say or do for you, but I know you need help and I love you and I want to help you. I want to be there for you and I am here for you. Just that alone, the encouragement. And that vulnerability of you saying, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do, but I am here for you because I love you and you matter to me. Those are the two most important things you can tell someone who suffers from mental illness. I love you and you matter because that's all they want to hear. So I love you. Thank you for joining in, for tuning in, for watching if you're watching on YouTube. This has been an amazing episode, went way longer than I expected, but I love you and I thank you and I'm so grateful that you are here and that you listen. Share this with someone you know and love and remember that you were divinely created for a divine purpose and there was no mistake in you.